Hi there, you're listening to the Crunchy Catholic Podcast. I'm your host, Rosie, traditional Catholic wife and mother, bringing you messages of hope and encouragement during these crazy times that we're in. Here we'll talk about faith, motherhood, and natural living, but also all the areas in between. I want to help you not just survive motherhood, but thrive in it. In this day and age, we have so many resources at the tip of our fingers if only we put in the effort. I am a firm believer in personal development and always striving to put our best foot forward. Sometimes that means the more technical matters like baby wearing or sleep training, but it also refers to the most important matters such as prayer life and living out the truths of our Catholic faith. While all these resources are nice, I also know that it can be a bit overwhelming knowing where to even begin. That's why I'm here to help you find the balance between all the things that come with mom life while also living out your Catholic faith in a way that is pleasing to God and effective to the development of your soul and the souls of your children. After all, that's why we're here. All right, without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Hey listeners, and happy Feast of the Holy Rosary. This is a beautiful feast day in the church, and of course, it was a given that I should come on here today and share about the rosary, a little bit of the history, and my devotion to it, since of course, I make and sell rosary bracelets, or maybe you didn't know that if this is your first episode that you're listening to. So my name is Rosie, and I have an online business helping Catholic wives and mothers with all around just personal development with regards to faith, motherhood, homemaking, natural living, all of the above. And a big aspect of that, of course, is prayer life, and part of that being praying the daily rosary. And so that is why I sell the rosary bracelets, because they really help with being more consistent with your rosary and remembering to pray because it is a convenient bracelet on your wrist, looking beautiful, and just reminding you to say this most important, special, powerful prayer. So, little disclaimer, I'll probably say this at the beginning of each episode that it pertains to. I am holding my little newborn because it is just something convenient that I'm able to record episodes while holding him. In the late hours of the night, he kind of you know, prefers the snuggle time, so it works. But my microphone, of course, does pick things up pretty well. So if he makes little grunts and such, that's what that is. Anyways, about the rosary. So I was fortunate to have given actually two different talks over the last month and a half or so up at our church, which ultimately ended up basically being talks about the rosary. So I went up to a women's retreat that we had at our church. And then also I just recently joined the Confraternity of Christian Mothers. And so I gave a talk at that as well because they wanted me to share a little bit about my rosary bracelets, but mostly, you know, the story and the devotion behind it. So if you attended either or both of those, this will be a little bit repetitive, but I do have a lot of listeners. It's very exciting how far this podcast has come. So I know for most of you, this will be new. And I should emphasize that whether you are Catholic or not, this episode is for you. We all could use a refresher or if you're completely, you know, have no idea about the rosary and want to know more, then this is a great start as well. So I will start off with kind of the super basics of the rosary. And I actually did just release a blog article. So if you are more of a reader 
or you want to kind of review this same information in written form where I also have some additional links to, you know, a more extended version of the history of it and so on, then of course that blog article is available and I will link that in the show notes. But basically the rosary, which mostly consists of the Hail Mary prayer, And of course, the Hail Mary traces all the way back to biblical times when the angel Gabriel appeared to Mary and told her that she was to be the mother of God. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. So that traces all the way back to that time. And then, of course, the Our Father is also part of the rosary. It is prayed six times, once in the beginning and then once at the beginning of each of the five decades. And that, of course, traces all the way back as well. That is the Lord's Prayer when he preached the Sermon on the Mount. Most people know it. So you could point out those prayers and say that they do trace all the way back, but the actual rosary in its form, you know, the prayers all being prayed in the order in which they're prayed, the beads and the form and everything, was not given to us until the early 1200s. So St. Dominic, he, and again, I'm going to just give this like so, so briefly, but it is linked on my blog if you want the full history. He was preaching and on a mission to convert the Albigensians and a bunch of other people. Again, I'm telling this so like summarized. And he was feeling very, very discouraged because the situation was really bad and seemed completely hopeless. So he actually retreated for a three-day retreat where he just, you know, was going to do nothing but pray. He went into the forest. He was all alone. And then our Blessed Mother actually appeared to him and gave him the rosary in its form and said, you know, with this, you will convert the sinners and ultimately it will reform the world. So that's pretty powerful. And he took it, of course, believed her and went and started preaching about it. And there were many miraculous events that took place as he was talking about it. And ultimately, he did end up converting them and they all, you know, changed their sinful ways and were converted. And of course, he did his best to continue spreading that throughout you know, as many places as he had access to and eventually throughout the world. So the rosary, of course, is still around. It has kind of ebbed and flowed over history of being more popular or more unheard of. And then in the early 1900s, our Blessed Mother once again appeared to us. Well, she appeared many, many times, but the early 1900s is when you have the famous apparition of Our Lady of Fatima. So she appeared to the three children in Fatima, Portugal, and gave the message that we must pray the rosary every day to obtain world peace. And in these times that we're in, I mean, again, early 1900s, that was only 100 years ago. Definitely these times that we're in, we could sure use some prayer around the world. So I am so determined to just encourage as many people as possible to pray the rosary, whether you're Catholic or not, but especially if you are Catholic, because you know how powerful and necessary it is. But really, what I think is so cool to think about is how, you know, St. Dominic, he was on a mission to spread devotion to it. But comparing those times to these times, the beauty, of course, pros and cons, but the beauty of technology is that so many people can be reached in a way that was absolutely just unheard of hundreds and hundreds of years ago. So I am trying to 
make good use of the advancements of technology and take advantage of the fact that I have grown my following and really just do exactly that. Spread devotion to the rosary, spread devotion to our faith, spread devotion to all the prayers that I think are extremely powerful and necessary today. So that's a little bit about the history of the rosary and then something that I came across that I thought was pretty cool. And again, I shared this in the blog article that I wrote. There are even some more recent stories. So if you have ever read the book called Left to Tell, I always mispronounce her name. Her first name is Immaculate and then her last name is... I don't even think I should try. It's like Abigonza or something like that. Anyways, she... Oh my goodness, very heart-wrenching and inspiring story. She survived the Rwandan Holocaust and literally she lived in a very, 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 very small, like two foot by three foot, I think, I think it was two foot by three foot bathroom with, I think it was seven other women. I should have refreshed myself on these facts before recording this, but you know, here we are. It was a very small bathroom and other women and there was a, a priest that, allowed them to hide in his bathroom for, I think it was three months or something, um, where all they had was occasional food that he was able to sneak them, but mostly nothing and terribly, I mean, oh my goodness, I just can't even imagine, but they survived and she wrote the book Left to Tell, but then she also wrote a book about the rosary because the whole time she had her rosary and I think it was her dad who had just given her that rosary. He ended up not surviving the Holocaust, but she prayed her rosary so fervently every day, probably several times a day, I would imagine, because there's nothing else to do in there. And her whole book, The Rosary, talks about how she attributes her being saved to her dedication to the rosary. And then if you go on Amazon, where this book is for sale, and you look at the comments, because Okay, I'll be honest, I haven't read the book. I just have heard lots of different videos and podcasts that she has spoken on where she talks about the rosary, and then I noticed that she also wrote a book. So I haven't read read that book, but when I was looking into it and I was reading the reviews on it, because I just always read reviews on Amazon, there were all these people commenting, I'm not even Catholic, but I pray my rosary every day. It has changed my life, on and on and on. You know, the favors received, the graces received, the peace that I get when I pray it. And I just couldn't believe it. So here you have all these non-Catholics praying their rosary every day, which I thought was pretty cool. Hopefully one day it'll lead them to think, oh, if the rosary is so great, you know, what else is there to be had in the Catholic faith? But another another episode for another time. So that is kind of the history and the devotion of it. And then the form of it, if you're thinking, I don't know how to pray the rosary, totally fine. I'm not going to, you know, go over how to pray it in this episode per se, because it isn't really the most convenient method for me to relay that information. But if you do look at the blog article that I've mentioned a few times here, which I will link in the show notes, I actually have a it's like a free ebook that I created on how to pray the rosary and it includes every single prayer and a little chart looking thing where each bead says what prayer to pray. It's really simplified. So if you are looking for something to help you learn how to pray it, there's that. And then there's also a lot of different uh, podcast episodes and YouTube videos that actually have the audio recording of it. So if you're looking for something to listen along as you're learning to pray it, then there's those as well. So 
On to my personal story of my devotion to the rosary. Of course, being born and raised Catholic, I've always known what the rosary was. There was never a point in time where I I didn't know what it was or where I didn't pray it. However, there have, of course, been, you know, ebbs and flows, to use that term again, in my own life as far as my dedication and consistency, my devotion to the rosary. So growing up, being, you know, living at home and going to an all-Catholic school, I was pretty consistent with praying it. And then graduating, you know, it's always told to you by your teachers, oh, it'll be a lot harder to remain consistent with your prayer life and your faith. And you sit there and say, oh, no, that won't be me. And then lo and behold, it is you and you realize it is a lot more difficult to remain consistent. So there's probably a time there where I wasn't as consistent about it. And then I would say pretty much as soon as I started dating my now husband, I started praying it so consistently because I was constantly praying that everything would work out because at first he actually wasn't even living in this state and he ended up moving. So there was just, there was a lot to pray for. And then I was praying for his conversion, which he did end up getting baptized Catholic, is now a practicing Catholic. So there was just always something that I was praying for. And I knew that the rosary was just an absolute must. And along with the rosary, I was pretty much always praying a novena as well. So there's a 54-day Rosary Novena booklet, and so it's 27 days of petition and 27 days of Thanksgiving. It's a very powerful Novena, and once I started praying it, I pretty much haven't ever stopped praying that. So every time I complete one, 27 days of petition and 27 days of Thanksgiving, I pretty much always start a new one because there's always something very, very important in life that I'm, you know, ardently praying for. And so once I wrap up one novena, I pretty much just start another one with that new petition. And this has helped me to be more consistent because I'm always thinking, I don't want to miss a single day of my rosary because I'm praying a novena for such and such petition. So I really, really love that novena. And again, I pretty much just started always praying it. All it really is, is some additional prayers to the rosary. So before each decade, there's a short little devotional type prayer to really just help you focus on that particular mystery of the rosary. So again, quick segue, if anyone is listening who is not Catholic and you don't know what I'm saying about decade and mystery, so the rosary, when people refer to praying the daily rosary, it usually means a five-decade rosary. So a decade of the rosary is one Our Father, ten Hail Marys, and one Glory Be. So when you see a rosary, you see rosary beads, that's what you'll see is you have the crucifix and then The rosary begins with an Our Father and three Hail Marys and a Glory Be. And again, I'm saying this quickly because I have that download that I mentioned in the link in the show notes. And then the five decades, the Our Father, ten Hail Marys, Glory Be, those, each each one of those is you are meditating on a particular mystery, you call it, of the rosary. And each mystery is just a life event of either Jesus or Mary or both. And there are three different sets of mysteries. So 
some will say there's four different sets. I follow the traditional mysteries of the rosary. So there's joyful, sorrowful, and glorious. And again, each of those is just a different life event. So I'll just go through one of them so you can understand what I'm talking about. But the rest of them are included in that download. So the joyful mysteries of the rosary, the first joyful mystery. So when you're praying the rosary, the first decade, you announce, you know, the first joyful mystery. And if you're doing the novena, you have that brief little reading. And so the first joyful mystery is the Annunciation. So that is when the angel Gabriel appeared to Mary and announced to her that she was to be the mother of God. And then the second joyful mystery is the Visitation. So that's when our Blessed Mother visited her cousin Elizabeth, who was pregnant with John the Baptist, who leapt in her womb for joy at the presence of our Lord, who of course was in Mary's womb. And then the third joyful mystery is the birth of our Lord. And then the fourth joyful mystery is the presentation in the temple. So when Mary and St. Joseph bring Jesus to to the temple and the prophet Simeon foretells of the sorrow to come. And then the fifth joyful mystery is the finding in the temple. So, of course, Mary and St. Joseph lose our Lord as they're traveling and do not find him for three days and then of course find him uh, preaching to the doctors of the church. Anyways, that's just to quickly give you the idea of what it means to meditate on a mystery of the rosary. And then of course you have the other sets as well. So that was my segue about the novena, but this novena that I've been praying for years that has really helped with my devotion to the rosary Looking back at, you know, when it first began, like I said, was when I was dating my now husband. And then, of course, as the years went on, there were still more ebbs and flows of my devotion to the rosary. I would say early motherhood. So with my first child, I actually became less consistent with praying my rosary, which is terrible because there are so many, you know, really accumulated hours spent breastfeeding and I would just always find something to do on my phone or a show to watch and at the end of the day I would say oh I didn't have time to pray my rosary which is really sad because of course I had time or you know however you want to view it but you just have to make time it's that important so once I was closer to having my second kid if you read all my blog articles and everything I've posted on social media really I had some times of struggle and you know if you just Think about those sleepless nights of motherhood. If you find yourself in those monotonous days of just, you know, feeling discouraged and exhausted and kind of finding yourself having more negative thoughts than positive, that is when I was realizing that my prayer life was severely lacking. And so I found myself determined to get more consistent with praying the daily rosary. And I would say the most challenging point was when my daughter was about two and a half and my son was about six to eight months old. And both of them were going through a terrible season of sleeping really, really awful. And we also got a puppy at the time. And my husband actually was working an overnight job. So those night times were so challenging for me because it was just back and forth between who was waking up and then taking a puppy out to go to the bathroom. And then, you know, morning would finally come. And that was pretty much when my husband was getting home and then the kids were up and I was kind of trying to keep them quiet because he had to sleep in the daytime. And it was just a really challenging time. And that was when I found myself thinking, okay, I absolutely need to start praying my rosary daily. And at that point in time, I ended up probably praying even more than once a day because those long, long nights, I didn't want my mind to go anywhere negative. So I would just start praying the rosary. 
or even just, you know, Hail Mary after Hail Mary. And then it was when I first purchased my first ever rosary bracelet. So the first one that I ever had was one that I purchased, not one that I made. And I purchased it with the mindset of, okay, once this is on my wrist, I will always pray my rosary because it's just always going to be there as a reminder. And thank you, Jesus. It was completely true. Once I got it, it reminded me to pray it every day. And, you know, because it was a little splurge, a little gift to myself, I was like, all right, I better make this worth it. I better pray it every day. And I started praying it every day and not just haphazardly praying it, like really trying to be so fervent about it and really trying to involve my kids on the days that I could so that they're learning the rosary and learning to have a love and appreciation for it as I did growing up. So once I started being completely consistent with it is truly when I started to just, it's hard to explain, but it was like I physically felt the graces from praying it consistently. It was It was like it gave me a resignation to God's will in a way that I had never experienced before. So when people think, you know, praying for a certain petition, you think that an answered prayer means you got what you prayed for. But I would argue that an answered prayer, sometimes, you know, sometimes it might mean that you got what you prayed for, but other times it might just mean that you received the graces of the resignation to God's will. So... That is how I've been able to view praying for my petitions now because of praying the rosary daily is that sometimes you're just going to have the peace of knowing that you're doing God's will or the peace of knowing that even though you didn't get what you asked for, you are still doing your very best at whatever vocation, whatever calling, whatever season of life you're in. You're doing the best that you can to serve God. So for you to pray for something and to know that you're doing your best, there really is nothing else you could be doing, if that makes sense. And it almost even got to a point where if I would miss a day, it was almost like I had a really bad day or the next day would go really bad. And I would think to myself, this is because I didn't pray my rosary. And I'm not saying in a way that, you know, God was like trying to punish me, but I am saying that there truly are so many graces to be had when you pray your rosary that of course it's going to be a little bit different or a little bit more challenging or, you know, finding yourself having a more difficult time getting through the hard parts of the day because you are missing out on those graces. So with that said, My next thing that I'm trying to be better about is praying it earlier in the day. Because if it's that helpful for you throughout your day, why not have it happen as soon as possible in the day so that you can have those graces and everything going along with you throughout the whole day. And I will wrap up by sharing my most recent novena was for the petition of a successful home birth VBAC. Now, if you follow me or if you've listened to my previous podcast episodes, you already know how that went, but it was a rosary novena with the petition of having a successful home birth VBAC after my first two children being born via C-section. It meant so, so, so much to me to have a home birth. I just knew that this third baby being a successful home birth was basically 
not like my last chance, but I knew that if it didn't go well, if it did turn into another C-section, I knew that, you know, should God bless us with a fourth child, it would be even more challenging to have that not go via C-section because your odds are just that much harder and it's that much more challenging to fight for your case and so on. So having this successful home birth meant so, so, so much to me. And I prayed and prayed and prayed to God, not just not just selfishly, you know, to have it go that way because I didn't want the painful recovery and because I wanted the, you know, the emotional healing of it going that way and yada, yada. But I also, you know, I made a good case to God. I said, you know, God, if this goes well, you know how good this is going to be for my spirit, like just my overall outlook and happiness. This means so much to me that if you have it go well, if you have it go, you know, the way I'm hoping for it to go, then I will just be that much more fulfilled and happier and energetic to show up for what it is you have called me to do here with the business, here with the Crunchy Catholic. I I honestly, I got that down to it with God. I was like, if this doesn't go well, I'm just really afraid that I'm going to be so discouraged and not wanting to show up for my followers and my audience like I do right now. And so, you know, I basically worded it as not only for the health and well-being of me and my baby, but also for the good of everyone who follows me and listens to me. I need to be I need to be in a good and happy and energetic state. And of course, I'm not saying that there aren't days where I'm tired as a mom or exhausted with everything that motherhood entails. But I am saying that overall, the grand picture of it is that because it did go well, I mean, that was probably the biggest thing that I've ever prayed for in my entire life. And if you didn't listen to that episode, of course, I highly encourage you to go back and listen to that. But I had never prayed for something so hard as I prayed for that. And that going well just left me closer to God than I've ever felt, more grateful to God for anything that I ever have been grateful for before. It just left me in such a good place where, again, it was almost like because I had made it about that, I don't know. I'm not saying that he granted my prayer because I made a deal with him, but sometimes I do think God wants you to view things that way. Like, hey, here's what I'm praying for, and here's why it would benefit me spiritually. I think it's important to view things like that because when we pray for things, we don't just want them because of some sort of worldly desire or some sort of, you know, superficial significance, we want to view the bigger picture of it, view why it is really important, and then you can pray for it with that in mind. And I think God will hear that prayer and he will either answer it with the petition that you're asking for, or hopefully at least it will be answered with the grace of accepting his will. So that was a major segue about the rosary. But again, I am still in the Thanksgiving, you know, the 27 days of Thanksgiving for how that went because the days of petition actually ended way after he was born, but I still kept praying it because he came way early. So that was nice, of course. And having the petition days end way after he was born means that I'm still on the Thanksgiving. And of course, as soon as this one ends, I will find a new petition to start another Rosary Novena for. And I actually created a prayer 
tracker, like a Novena tracker for that particular uh, Novena that I've been mentioning. So the 27 days of petition and 27 days of Thanksgiving. Again, it is based on the traditional mysteries of the rosary. So it includes the joyful, sorrowful, and glorious. And the tracker is available as a free download if you would like. So I will include that link in the show notes as well. And if you really are thinking, wow, I am so totally wanting to start praying this novena, I did also discover that a uh, Spotify podcast that I follow, a Catholic podcast that I follow, recorded the novena. So they recorded the rosary, including the novena prayers. So if you don't know them by heart, like I do, since I've been praying it forever, so it's very convenient that I have it memorized. If you don't have it memorized, there is, of course, a book. So I'll link that. It's uh, available on Amazon. But if you would also like to listen to it to start to get to know it, or maybe you're praying it in the car, there is the Spotify episodes that you can follow along with. So I will wrap up with that. That was enough share about the rosary. Of course, you can never share too much about the rosary, but I did want to give a little bit of my story, and I hope that encourages and inspires you to be more consistent with it. Wherever you're at, there's always room for improvement. So if you've never prayed it before, don't feel overwhelmed. You can either start by just praying some Hail Marys each day and then eventually work your way up toward praying the whole rosary. Or if you're thinking, I do already pray my rosary every day, there's always room for improvement. So maybe make a resolution to be more fervent about meditating on each mystery of the rosary. Or maybe you do want to add in praying that novena or, you know, lots of different ways that you can increase your devotion. Something for me that I want to start doing at some point is, you know, maybe once a week pray the full 15-decade rosary as opposed to just praying the five decades. So that's something that I might uh, think about adding in at some point soon here. Okay, happy Feast of the Holy Rosary. And remember, all of October is the month of the Holy Rosary. And lastly, if you are still listening to this in the month of October, don't forget that I am running my giveaway. So if you leave a review on the podcast, either on Apple or through Spotify, Spotify, it's a relatively new feature, so you have to kind of play with it. If you don't quite get it, you can reach out to me. But if you leave a review and then in my Facebook group, there's a a post there specifically for this, just comment a screenshot of your review because Apple doesn't give me any sort of contact info for your review. So I have no way of knowing who left that. So if you go into the Facebook group and comment with a screenshot of your review, then you will be entered for the giveaway. And the giveaway is a Catholic Crusader kit. It's available on my website. So anyone who leaves a review and does that screenshot comment is entered for the giveaway. And the Catholic Crusader kit is a rosary bracelet and a prayer journal and a veil and a scapular. So anyone would be very happy to win that. And I hope that, again, this encourages and inspires you to be more consistent with your daily rosary. I keep all of you listeners, followers, supporters. I keep all of you in my prayers every day, and I hope you'll do the same for me. Thank you. God bless you. Hey friend, I know your time is valuable, so I sincerely appreciate you tuning in today. If you feel so inclined, I always appreciate reviews on the podcast, and I will always welcome shout outs on social media. My Instagram handle as well as private Facebook community are both linked in the show notes. Or what would be the most helpful is if you could just keep me and my mission here with the Crunchy Catholic in your prayers. I would appreciate that above all else. And of course, you, my friends, are always in my prayers. God bless you.